Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. The session will start in one minute. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is November 16. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy and New NPC has been conducting Zoom or conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your, uh, raise your hand and Zoom and uh, show your face if you're a newcomer, because if you have never asked the question, we would like to see you and we would like to give promote the people who have never asked the question. So showing your face is important because otherwise we don't know if you're a you know newcomer or not. Rias? Yeah, hi. Yes, yeah, go ahead, hi, Rahul. Uh, Yeah, hi, thank you so much. Uh, you're doing a wonderful service for the community, not only here in other channels as well. First of all, thank you so thank much you. for that. So my question is, uh, see, uh, my, my priority date is 2014, EB3 straight. And I got my uh, 140 approved uh, and last time it was almost four or five years back. I got my EAD and AP mm-hmm. card, but uh, my, my son did not get my AP. Still it's in pending state, but I'm getting an offer from different company. Is it uh, good for me to move to a different company? Can you please suggest Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Your son's EAD and AP will not be of any problem whatsoever at all. Just because okay, you because moved to a different too, company. He, uh, he is 12 years old now. So. Yeah, that's fine. It's because you moved to a different company. The previous company cannot stop yours, your son's, or anybody's EAD or advanced parole. Oh, yeah, I got that. But in case if I want to go to India, so my son cannot come with me, they travel with me because he does not have a EAD. So what is the procedure for that? But if I if I get married to EAD, you can go and come back. Your son cannot. Yeah, so he cannot go right until he gets EAD. So the question is not about moving the company. Your question, you're asking me how to expedite the advance parole. Yeah, the question is, I'm getting an offer. So can I move to a different company with my EAD? You can move to a different company, sir. You can move to a different company. Okay. That's answered. Okay. The next question okay. is okay. how to expedite the advance parole. If you find a way, you let yes. me know. I will... I will thank you for it and I will give you a reward for it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. 100 million dollar question. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Next person, please. Yeah, thanks, sir. Nanda? Hey, hey, Rahul. This is Nanda Kumar. Thank you for your service. I am in India. I have a valid advanced payroll, but I do not have a valid stamping in my passport, but I can enter in US with advanced payroll. But also, I have a valid 797 till uh, September 2024. My question is, is it possible to change the status again 
from advanced payroll to hnb while i entered in the us you can definitely try something called interfiling okay you can do that interfiling and based on that you can uh, based on that you can definitely go to make um, i'm sorry not interfiling automatic revalidation you can try to I do mean, that yeah i'm in india no. so once you come w- once you come to united states you make another trip to canada or mexico and come back and then it's called that's when it's called automatic revalidation okay so for that i don't need any stamping right that's exactly why i told you to mexico and canada next person please darvi Hi Rahul, uh, we have filed I-140 under EB-3 category and the dates rec- retrogressed. Um, earlier I was working on W-2 when I filed EB-3 I-485 and now we have another I-140 under EB-2 category um, which is current and uh, I'm a derivative applicant and now I'm working on 1099 from last four months. so what should i mention under employment section for new eb2 file so eb2 is your husband is filing eb2 or your my husband is uh, filing eb2 husband category. is i am oh, oh you can you can say self employed you you are a dependent you are a h4 ead person is right yeah oh you can say self employed okay so earlier i uh, under eb3 it was uh, i had different right, right but now you changed yeah previously you were working with pepsi now you are self employed nothing wrong with it you can okay. do whatever the you address, want for you the address will be home address in that case if you are working Or, from home that's fine okay next okay. person thank you all Subhu? If you are a newcomer, please let Gayatri know, guys. Uh, hi. Uh, uh, my question is: My wife is on H four EAD, and uh, it's going to expire next month. And uh, uh, we already applied for H four and her EAD renewal, but it's not expected to get soon. So, her employer is asking her to go on uh, leave of absence uh, during that period. Uh, is that okay to be on leave of absence? Uh, I, I, it's up to the, each employer how they categorize themselves out. But she cannot work. She cannot get paid. She cannot get any benefits. Right, right. Yeah, but she can be like as employed. What, what they categorize inside their particular thing is up to them, though. Okay. She cannot work. She cannot get paid. She cannot get any benefits. Right, right. Yeah, but. On a H four status won't be affected because she was no. okay because okay. because because she is not on the payrolls, uh, nothing will be affected. Everything right, will be fine. Cool. Next Thanks, person, please. Thank you, Moni. Hi, Rahul. So my H one B got approved in August twenty twenty one. and my lawyer never received i797a and there is no soft copy as well i824 has been filed but the processing time is 8 to 12 months what other option do does exist to get the i797a uh, 240 um, days is this h1b you are saying yes so file Any an amendment one? file an amendment increase the salary decrease the salary by 5 dollars file okay. an amendment to the premium process 
Okay. Um, so even if I file a H-1B now, from August, from September, October, how, how to prove the lawful presence for those times? You can show the online approval. That's fine. You're fine. Okay. And in later time, let's say for filing green card or... Oh, something. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, you can show the previous online up. You filed the IA-2 for it, right? It yes. will be approved someday, maybe one year, two years down the line. They will send you the duplicate copy. Okay. And can I change job currently? You can technically change the job. You can. So will I need a latest H-1B approval for that? You can use the online approval to change the job now. Okay. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Sayan Das. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I'm new to this process. So my I-140 got approved uh, a month back. Uh, can I change? Is there a six months wait uh, before I can change my employer? There are, there are two things here, though. For you to port the date, though, there is actually no six months requirement. But for you to extend the H-1B beyond six years and for you to get an I-140 EAD though, so for your wife, you need the six months. Okay. So after six months, is fine. Right. No problem. Yeah. So, so practically, I recommend people to stay for six months. Okay. And after six months, then company cannot uh, revoke anything. They can revoke, but it won't affect you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Next person, please. A.M. Hello, uh, Rahul Garu. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks for doing this. Uh, here is a question, sir. Um, we both spouses, we work in different states. I work in state A, spouse works in state B. Okay. So last year we filed I-485s with my spouse as a primary and I am as a derivative. Okay. So in our applications, we gave like our living address as the spouse's address, which is state A for both of us, right? Mm -hmm. But according to H1B and all, I, I live in state B, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a question with the dates changing and all, I'm trying to do another primary application as myself and spouse as a derivative because I can't, I can't do interfile. Mm -hmm. do a refile. So the question here is, uh, lawyer is preferring to use my state uh, B, right? Because there, there, there is there is nothing wrong in it, what you're doing. You are definitely maintaining two residences. You have lease agreements. You have other evidences of flying, traveling, driving licenses, and other mm -hmm. things, evidence showing that you're maintaining the two addresses. That's not, that should not be a big issue. Because but sometimes- according to H1, it's just state B, right? Yeah, that's fine. Because if, if sometimes they question you, that let's say, why did you show state A and not B? Then you can at that point of time show that, look, I consider that as a primary residence at that point of time. And I'm living as a kind of guest here, but long period of time. And I have a lease agreement. I have cars. I have this thing. I've been going to work. I have all these evidence showing that I'm actually staying in B. That's it's. And, and now you move to switch to B though. It's not a big deal. I would, okay. I, 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 I kind of agree with your lawyer. So, so use the state uh, B. So, so the follow-up question is: so with my last year's I four eighty five and I seven six everything, 
the address is different, right? And so this time it's all different and you don't see a problem with that, right? I, 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 not only that I don't see a problem, I'm very, I would do the same thing what your company, your lawyer is doing. Lawyers. Used my actual address as per right. my HMB right. and LCA. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. If you're a newcomer, let Gayatri know, guys. Hey Rahul, this is. Hey Rahul, this is RJ. Good morning. Yes, RJ. So, um, basically, my I-140 is approved in EB3, and priority date is August 2014. I missed the boat last year because during that time I changed my employer. So my my perm was actually technically processed, considering doing an EB2, but. During the I-140 application, I checked with you and I took a chance with EB3. But now, looking at the dates, I want to have another oh, I-140. Oh, that's okay. You can file, use the same labor certification, file an I-140. Okay. So, can I do premium? Uh, you don't have... You, you can file in regular processing and convert into premium afterwards. Okay. Yeah. That's what I wanted to check. If I can go ahead and do an yeah. EB2. What? Mm -hmm. My other question is, what if my perm was not considered in an EB2 manner? I would have to do a, another so if perm. The, if, the, if the perm was not filed under EB2, you have no option but to file another perm. That's the reason we okay. always recommend file up if, 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 the, if you are qualified and everything is good though. Uh, if the requirements are met, only go for EB2, don't go for EB3 in the okay. perm. When it comes to the I-140, you have a luxury of doing either or both okay now my question is do i have to wait and just go ahead and apply my i140 in eb2 or wait till the date gets current and do everything parallel if i were you if i were you i would file it right now All i right. would not wait. thank you Rahul. okay yeah th thank there's you so another much, advantage Rahul. is that if you have the i140 filed though if the date becomes current you may you your chances of avoiding texas service center is very high Oh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, which you don't know what it is right now, but those people who file the 485 will tell nightmare stories of being in Texas Service Center. Next person. So please. when you're doing both in parallel, it's chances of going to Texas. Okay. That is exactly right. All right, thank you, Rahul. Purnima? Uh, hi, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Purnima. So um, I'm actually buying a house here in Texas. This being a spousal state, my husband is required to have his presence during the closing, but then he's right now out of country. So he went to India in February, 2020, and I have booked an appointment at the American consulate to get the power of attorney document notarized. Um, so what are the chances of like asking questions or documents for him? Why does the notary has to be done by the American consulate? Can it be not done by the notary in India? Uh, no, they are insisting to have this one uh, notarized by American consulate only. They said like that is only the acceptable document for closing. Oh, okay. So go ahead. So you're yeah, getting... So, uh, I, I just wanted to know like what are the kind of documents that he need to actually carry along with him and also like what kind of questions uh, that he can actually uh, get from the consulate. Um, he's just doing a notary thing though. Notary has nothing to do with the actual content of it. All they're identifying is your husband's name is John Doe.
they will identify him as John Doe. They will check his driving license, you know, take Aadhaar card, PAN card, uh, uh, passport, every ID you can. That's all. Okay, okay. They're so, just identifying him and having him sign in front of it. That's it. No interview. Okay, so he won't uh, uh, be asked any visa questions, correct? No, he should not be asked any visa questions. Okay, so it's simple straight that he will just go there and have uh, his ID showed to them and then like get the notarized talk. Uh, that's, that's right. That is right. Okay, yeah, that's that's my question. Thank you, uh, Rahul. Balu? Hey, thanks for picking me. Uh, hi, Rahul. This is uh, Balu here. I have uh, uh, three questions. So one is, uh, this is regarding the visa interview process. Uh, so myself and my wife, we are eligible for drawback drawbox option uh, but my son got the stamping before uh, uh, 14 years now he turned into 15 years <clears throat> so as per the instructions he has to appear for the in person interview uh, yeah. so my question yeah can we all together appear for an in person interview or is it and since we are eligible for drawbox um, I have I have I have watched the video recently presented by the U.S. consulates. They are okay. telling that if you are eligible for Dropbox, go for the Dropbox. Don't do okay. otherwise. Mm -hmm. Okay, my son has to go for uh, in person. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So that is the case. Do we have to just get our visa stamped? Then he has to yes. go for in person. Oh, That's right. That is a that is a sequence, right? He cannot do parallel. Oh, you can go parallel. Oh, okay. We can go parallel, right? So only thing he yeah. has to carry the I-797? The, he doesn't, your I-797. He doesn't My need I his I-797. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mine. Okay. So if I would be dropping that in a Dropbox. Okay. Uh, sorry. I, this is a Dropbox. is new for me. Do I need to drop the original I-797 of mine? Yes. Okay. That is the reason like once I get the I-797 back, then he That's has to okay, but for, for your for your son, you can always give him a copy of the 797. They'll accept it. Oh, that's it, right? Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Rahul. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. They'll verify it. They have way to verify it. Whether it's, that's original or just PDF thing. That. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Next person. Oh. Kanta? Hey. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for the service. Uh, my question is, is it okay to do multiple full-time jobs on GCEAD? Uh, if yes, uh, what about the 485J? Do both the clients need to provide that one? Will there be any complications? Um, I, no, I don't see any complications in it at all. Um, um, so you can do multiple jobs. Now, the question is that, let's say you're doing these multiple jobs. Or is any of the company filed your I-140 or none of them filed the I-140? None of them. None of them. Then, then at least one of the company, full-time company, that means that you're working for 40 hours, mm -hmm. you know, uh, should yes. file a 485 j supplement. Not all of them, only one of them. Not all of them. Only one of the company yeah. needs to file that one. Mm -hmm. That's right. Then I should be good on that one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Next person. Keep paying the taxes, buddy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Chandra? Hi, um, Rahul Garut. Thanks for doing this. Uh, I'll make it quick. Uh, this is similar to the end of the previous uh, question uh, um, uh, guy was asking. Um, my priority date is uh, November uh, 2012. 
And last October, you know, we downgraded from EB2 to EB3 while amending uh, our I-140 because the company went through a, a merger and became a new entity. So we had to amend it anyway. So we ended up doing a downgrade at the same time. Uh, now, obviously, you know, the dates have retrogressed. Um, I didn't get my EAD yet. So uh, what are my options now? My, my perm is, you know, EB2, B, I mean, I had an uh, approved EB2 uh, before the merger and then, you know, we downgraded to EB3. Um, so what are my chances for getting the green card? What should I do? Um, so, so you didn't file the 485? I did, I did last October. Uh, okay. we did so, file, um, so I didn't, I didn't get the point though. Um, so, so, so we, we, we filed, you know, we amended the EB2 to EB3 right. uh, and then filed 485 at the same time. Uh, now oh, the you, you can, you can amend it back to EB2 if you want to. So I have to file a new I-140. Uh, they have That's to file right. a new using the same perm. That's right. They can amend it again. And then uh, once I get, let's say, you know, I-140 I is approved in the premium. Should I file a new 485 now for the, uh, based on the... That, whether or not you should file a new 485, you can file it right. If the prior date is current right now, you can file it right now itself. You don't have to wait until the 485 has been current though. Okay. So uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Until I-140 is approved. Okay, but, but but I still have to file a new 485. Uh, you, you whether or not you should um, interfiling and refiling. Okay. Okay. Um, we are recommending. I mean, it, I want you to watch this video, um, and then since you already maintain the non-immigrant status, make a decision once you make this video whether you should refile it or interfiling. But when when we are hearing more stories, though, we're leaning more towards refiling rather than interfiling unless you have used the EAD. Okay. I, I didn't even get the EAD yet. So, um, that's fine. No. So it may be, you know, just watch this video because there are some pluses and uh, minuses in doing refiling and interfiling. Yeah. Next person, please. Sorry. Thanks. Go ahead. No, no. Any uh, more questions? Yeah. I was going to follow up on that is like, like you were mentioning, right. You know, my mine is stuck in Nebraska Lynn center right now. So if I file a new for I want for an EB2 again, 485, uh, and if I didn't revoke the other one and will it again go stuck in the same file? I don't know. I don't know why some of these stupid lawyers are telling me you can't file two 485s. Okay. You can file multiple 485s. USCS loves it. They're okay. getting money. All right. Thank you. I, I don't know where people got the impression that you cannot file one more 485. You can. No, I mean, no. people, people no. file multiple H1B. People are working for multiple different companies at the same time. Nothing wrong with it. No, but some people are saying, right, if I file I-140 I, I, I now, you know, there is a chance it might go to MSC. But what if it's, it, you know, it goes to the same lane? Then well, you, can do one, you can do one thing. One other smart thing that I can do is that. File an I-140, get a receipt notice, then file a 485. Okay. Okay. Then hopefully okay. it goes to MSC. <laughs> right. There you go. That's a good chance. Next person, please. All right. Thank you. Saurabh? Uh, hi Rahul, thank you so much for your service. Uh, it's a very similar question that uh, the previous person had. Uh, so my my priority date is like October 20, uh, 2012 and uh, I filed my uh, 485. I got, the I got the story. So what's your question? Yeah. So question is like, so now EB, EB3, uh, EB2 is going to become current. So and then my lawyer recommended doing the interfiling. And I did not, I, I know I've watched that video of refiling, interfiling. Maybe I'll just stick with the interfiling, whatever. And my uh, uh, 
my uh, case has gone to the NBC. So, so I was just uh, thinking like, do you think, do you recommend say, for example, next month, if it becomes current final action date, do you recommend doing the interfiling in EB2 or just wait for some time to uh, have EB2? Don't, do not interfile under any circumstances. Do not interfile unless the final action date becomes correct. There's no purpose for you. Okay, yes, yes, that's correct. So interfiling, say, to next month, if it becomes uh, becomes current, final action. Final. May, May, yeah. May 2012, right? Right, now. right. Whether yeah. you should do interfiling or refiling, I'm not telling you that, okay? I'm, I'm just asking, like, so do you do you recommend uh, doing, so say, say if I stick with interfiling, doesn't, I'm not going to do the refiling. If, okay, if you do interfiling, yeah. Only do interfiling after the final action date becomes current. Okay, so uh, I was, I was, uh, the, my question was more towards like, should I just wait for EB? Because you know, like EB2 and EB3, as you rightly said, it may become uh, here and there. So I was wondering, like, if you recommend being in NBC, you recommend to wait for some time for EB3, or do you think like EB2 interfiling would be a good option? The service center won't change by doing interfiling. Yes, that's correct. Uh, meaning, I, meaning, I just don't. Meaning, what happens? I, I know I what I've heard is like interfiling takes more time. So I, I just don't want to miss the boat. So again. I didn't understand your question now. So, so no. What I'm asking is like, should I just stick with my EB three or uh, should I do interfiling in EB two? Ah, yeah. I cannot tell. Um. Uh, it's like asking in Los Angeles lane, should I go in the sixth lane or fifth lane? I mean, come on. I don't know the answer. Um, you know, a parrot reader on the street of India will give a better answer than I do. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. Believe me, I have evidence that I'm the worst predictor of the priority date. But have you heard of like interfiling doing fa going faster in NBC by any means? Have you heard of any? Interfiling is a hit and miss. Okay. Sometimes it acts in six months. Sometimes they will never get it. We have a, you know, practice pointer. Here is the thing. There are so many pages on this one just to do the interfiling. And hmm. they clearly said, contact the congressman. They never work on it. There is no official policy of interfiling. Okay. Got it. Got okay. It. And okay. that's the reason why it's tough. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, Rahul. And good afternoon. Uh, good morning. This is Santosh. Uh, uh, so last year, I filed a downgrade and I got a EAD and uh, advanced payroll. And my current date is, uh, my priority date is current under EV2. But I got a job. I did accept it through uh, Amazon. And um, they gave me two options, like either H1B transfer plus uh, 485J. Or uh, for it on the EAD, they apply for it by J. So, what are the options I do? Can I request them to the interfiling, or they can ask them to do the new filing? Is it possible? Wait, 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 wait. They are giving an offer of four eight five J. Yes. Take it. Uh, they also gave us an option to they can do the H one B transfer and four eight five J. That's up to you whether or not you want to do the H one B. That's up to you. Um, huh. It's, uh, it's definitely a not loss for you. It's unnecessary money for them. It's up to you if you want to do, uh, do the H1B, but definitely 485J. Now, sure. should you do the H1B also um, uh, 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 
I I want you to watch this video that sure. I am sending you right now. Thank you. Dilly doll is on. Do you need to do it? You know, because if you maintain the H1B, there are a lot of other issues. Every time you go outside the country, you have to get the stamp. Right. Okay. And right. you have to extend it. Your H4 EADs have issues because they don't go at the proper timing. Extensions don't come in. Um, so there are some minor disadvantages of going EAD also. I want you to watch the video. Sure. After you watch the video, still you cannot make the decision. Give it coin to your wife, let her toss it, okay? <laughs> and whichever she tells, we will do it. And anything goes wrong, we'll shoot her. Okay. <laughs> Next person, please. Another key question, Rahul. So I'm in the current right now. What will happen with my status? My priority date is current. Oh, it will be current. You may get the green card at any time. So, okay. So do I need to interfile because I, that was in the EB3 when I did? Now it's in EB2, it's in current. Well, well, you have both dates current right now, is right? Only one date is current. EB2 date is current. But you are you file a 485 under EB3 or EB2? Uh, under EB3, downgrade. And my I-140 for ah. EB3 is still pending. Wow. Uh, then you once you move out, though, you will be only in EB3. You will not be EB2. Okay. So can I ask my current employer to the, do the interfiling and the move it, uh, move later, make me in a month? You can, you can, you can do that. You can do that, but it's not that easy interfiling though. So can I ask Amazon to do the 485? I, I don't think so, right? They can do a new 485? No, no. They have to file a labor and I-140 again. Okay. I'll take the last caller, guys. And don't Thank forget you. that we do, we do have a YouTube and Facebook Based on the collection of the information we get from here, we do YouTube questions, guys. Okay, uh, so this is a feedback that we get it from you guys. Uh, next and last person today. Rigan. Hi, Rahul. Um, so I am on H1B right now. So my visa is getting expired by end of this month. My employer has already initiated the extension. Okay, and currently it is in pending. Uh, can I move from on employer, maybe like from my current employer to some other, uh, some other employer while the application is pending? Can I do that? Which extension application is pending, you said? H1B, H1B, H1B extension. When is your current I-94 expiring? Uh, that is on November 8th. <clears throat> That's over. I do not recommend that you move out of this company, though. No, no, no sorry, sorry, is... sorry, sorry, December 8th. Sorry, December oh. 8th. Okay, would the new company file your application before December 8th or after December 8th? Uh, before they are going to file it now. Maybe in another three, four days, they, will, they are going you, to file it. You are perfectly fine. You can move out. Okay, even the uh, even my employer application is pending, I can move. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can ignore that. I mean, it doesn't matter whether that's approved, it's denied, it doesn't matter. You told me okay. that your I-94 expires on December 8th. Correct. Okay. Is, and the new employer that I'm going to join, they are going to initiate the process in uh, another like 10 days or five days they are going to initiate. As long as they file before December 8th and start date is December 8th, you're good. Okay, sure. Thanks, thanks, Raghul. Much appreciated. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow. Um, I will be off for most of the time. I will be on and off for the conference calls for the next two weeks, guys. But my team will be there 
uh, Rebecca Chen will be the hosting these things. My partner, a business partner. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.